brothers. Stay here, brothers. Oh, yeah. Happy. Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Goodbye from Crystal Ball, the final track on Crystal Ball. Um, first recorded in December 1991, and then re-recorded again in December 1994 with some Claire Fisher strings, and then recorded in late 1995, um, all at Paisley Park, and then released finally on the 29th of January 1998. On the track you have Prince, and you have Claire Fisher strings. The song is 4 minutes 34, and joining me to talk about today is Josh Hallis. Hello, Josh. Hello! Yeah, now, the song was originally recorded, uh, I think, with the intention of going on to Diamonds and Pearls, as excuse me is this goodbye the excuse me is this being in parentheses prince re-recorded it in 1994 um you know where where claire fisher added his strings and then prince intended on putting it onto emancipation but then at the last minute he replaced it with the holy river um i don't know why i feel like out the two songs the holy river is probably not as good as goodbye (laughs) you know prince decided that he wanted to make you know the Holy River, the end of, I think, the second side of the second disc or something uh, on Emancipation. And so he took this song off at the last minute. And then, you know, two years later, it found a place here at the very end of Crystal Ball. 30 songs. And finally, we've reached the end of Crystal Ball. Do, do you feel a do you feel a sense of relief that you've you've gotten to this place? <laughs> I mean, I know you're already sort of in the, I... the tail end of or are you in the tail end? You're at the halfway point, I think, or just past the halfway point. I, of Prince's discography? I think the end of the second disc of Crystal Ball is the exact midpoint of Prince's career. So I'm in the back half. So um, now you're in the downslope. Yes, yeah. It is. From here, I think it is nine months to the end of this project. So, you know, I do I do feel a sense that... Well, I mean, particularly Crystal Ball, because obviously, you know, that followed Emancipation, which had 36 tracks. So basically, I spent the last, like, 66 tracks talking about just two albums. <laughs> and out of out of like at this point two hundred and I think two hundred and eighty three episodes or something that's sixty six that's a healthy chunk of you know uh, of Prince's discography. So in nine months you'll be done. Yeah, and it's sort of like you are uh, in nine months your your baby will be born into the world. By which I mean you will be done with this project. <laughs> yeah, the baby of my freedom um, from talking about Prince. Um, there Which, you go. You know, uh, will coincide, I think, roughly with his, Prince's birthday. So, or what would have been Prince's sixty-first birthday. So, you know, the, hey, there you go. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's taken thirty tracks to get to the end of Crystal Ball, and I think it's interesting that Prince chose "Goodbye" to put as the the final track. Um, you know, uh, particularly as you, you know. The fact that this was already... I mean, it's not like this was... A lot of the songs that are on this this album have been in the vault for, like, a decade or something. This has only been in the vault for, like, 14 months. So so it was, it was barely a track that had been kind of out of public view. And people, you know, kind of... A lot of the tracks that were on Crystal Ball were, you know, had been bootlegged or Prince had done live or, you know, like... People had kind of heard them and they knew about them. I don't think anyone knew about this track, and I don't think anyone was particularly concerned with this track being released. Um, you know, it was it was kind of a track that was, be- you know, just recorded for the previous album, basically. So the fact that Prince is releasing it here is it isn't like people had been clamoring for years for this track to be released. It had barely been recorded, you know, like it was it was it wasn't even kind of gathering dust in the vault. It, it had barely been placed in there. Um, but you know, it does, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting choice for Prince to finish on. 
um, because, you know, it is actually, you know, it is an older song, essentially, really, you know, it was originally recorded in 1991, so kind of towards the beginning of this particular decade, and here it is, you know, um, you know, about what, 15 months from the end of the decade, and it's finally getting a release, um, and it does have that kind of early 90s Prince sound, particularly the fact that when he sings the chorus, and he sings, you know, excuse me, but is this really goodbye, he immediately sings the the first line of the verse, and it's like a little bit of overlap, and... I don't know, that, that's something that I don't think Prince kind of in the late 90s really would have done, but kind of early 90s Prince was more into that kind of thing. So it's it's little kind of things like that that kind of point you to the fact that it's an older song. Um, mm-hmm. But what were your thoughts on, on hearing Goodbye? Um, well, so I, I think that it's... You you sent me a link um, with a little article where they talked briefly about this song, and... I guess their speculation is that it was written in, or maybe this is confirmed, but it was written sort of in response to his breakup with Carmen Electra, which made me realize like, oh yeah, they dated for a little while. That's kind of crazy. Like you forget about that, that she was this, you know, very important pop culture figure in the 90s-ish, mid 90s or so. And then like, I don't know, I haven't thought about her since I saw, I mean, until I saw her name in that article. So it's like, wow, she kind of disappeared from the public eye. And then, uh, but Prince is obviously this, this sort of lasting thing that, you know, people know about. And it's so weird that they were uh, a couple. Um, I guess the other thing is that I have this, uh, I, I don't know. I have issues with songs and this is not, you know, obviously this is not, uh, uh, specific to Prince, but songs in general, where it seems like um, a a guy is basically saying, uh, you know, I would die if I couldn't be with you. And it's like a very sort of, especially in the era that we are in currently with guys, you know, saying and doing some really awful things in order to, you know, keep women around or, or, or maintain the power in their situation. And it's just so weird to start the song with, like I left you fast asleep and and you're so perfect I should have just killed myself and and then later in the song basically saying like I I can't um uh you know like my life without you would be terrible and and you know you're the only reason that I'm not dead right now and like all this stuff and it's just like man I like prince but this is a really like rough, uh, <laughs> rough sort of attitude to have. Yeah, I mean, in in all fairness to Prince, you know, um, it feels like he's like. I mean, the genre for the song feels to me like it's deliberately like a very kind of like overwrought ballad. That's so true. It, feel, yeah. it doesn't feel like he like. Although people obviously have read into the fact that this was recorded around the time that he broke up with Carmen Electra, you know, originally. Um, and I should as, yeah. I should say as well on the sexy MF video there is an advert for Carmen Electra's album at the end at the end <laughs> at the end of the video because you know the the VHS just contains the sexy MF video and then it finishes and then you immediately go into an advert for first of all Prince's album symbol uh, which is 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 simulated with a computerized symbol smashing into the screen after each t- song title <laughs> and then that finishes nice. and you get. An advert where Prince promises you that to listen to Carmen Electra's album is to come a thousand times. That's literally how it's advertised. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wow, that is a that is a promotional tool. Yes, that that is that is a promise that I do not feel her album could ever live up to. 
<laughs> so that is how Prince was promoting Carmen Electra in the summer of 92. So the fact that he has this ballad that is this kind of overwrought. It, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I personally, it feels, it doesn't feel to me like this is Prince singing the song. This sounds weird, but it feels like it is a character that Prince is playing that is singing the song. Oh. And he has a habit sometimes of doing this, of rather than doing songs that are autobiographical, uh, which he rarely ever does. You know, there's literally about five or six you can count that, are, that you can trace back to actually being autobiographical. It feels like he plays a character in this particular genre. So he knows that he's doing, you know, a particularly kind of like melodramatic ballad. And in that ballad, he's playing the character of this person who is so in love. Like you say, the opening lines, last night when I left you fast asleeping, I should have, contempl- uh, I should have contemplated suicide. That is, you know, that's a very kind of like melodramatic opening to a song. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the chorus, which is, you know, for that matter, whatever to make you reconsider, is there truth where you make love to a lie? <laughs> Excuse me, but is this really <laughs> goodbye? I mean, it's like, you know, making love to a lie is, is such a kind of dramatic way of putting it. Um, you know, and he does say stuff like, you know, I could manage a week or two without those kisses. It would be hard. But something tells me I I could try. Like this doesn't this doesn't feel like you know at the time like a you know thirty one year old prince doing this song. This feels like him kind of almost singing the song like a teenager who can't bear to be parted from their lover. Um, at least that is that is fair. I you do you do totally get that vibe of like this really like it's the first real relationship this person's ever had or what they see as their their first real relationship even though they're 15 and like this ultimately is never going to matter in the in the long run of their life but yeah they the this one thing this is the most important thing I'll ever do and it's it means like what my life is supposed to be this is it and like all of this stuff so yeah I can totally if you look at it from that then the song <laughs> makes more sense and is less uh, cringeworthy to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something that Prince has done in a number of songs where he, you know, he'll play the role of like a spurned lover or someone who's extremely jealous. And, you know, th- those have been at times where he's been in extremely stable relationships for like two or three years. And there's no way that he's concerned with someone calling his girlfriend, you know, like, and they're not his girlfriend, they're his, you know, fiance. Like, it, it, like if yeah. you're if you're always reading a Prince song as being about his life, then you're you're always going to get the wrong interpretation of what's going on in the songs, because I don't I don't think this feels like the exact sentiment he would have had with Carmen Electra. You know, like he 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 at this point he's gone out with you know Sheila E, Kim Basinger, um, you know Susanna. Like he's gone out with at least six or seven high profile women. So the fact that he's maybe broken up with Carmen Electra after I think they were together for about six months. It doesn't seem like that's the kind of thing that would actually elicit this level of like melodrama from Prince, which is why I have to feel yeah, it's there's kind nothing of more like a y- character that he's playing rather than you know an accurate assessment of his feelings. That makes sense because there's nothing, there's no lines about how the person in the song made him come a thousand <laughs> times. So, yeah. Although you know, I, I mean, I do like stuff where he says, you know, if it means this life without you, baby, I swear I'll spend it on my knees. You know, like. I I do kind of like the how immediately he's like like you know and now my shade of blue couldn't get no bluer like like everything is like so kind of over the top it to me that's what kind of ma- makes it obvious that it's not really about a relationship Prince is in but it's more about Prince yeah, that's kind fair. of because it just seems like he's deliberately trying to throw out these these kind of cliches of how you know like when he says 
I, I could, you know, I could, I could possibly play, uh, you know, I could possibly stage a, a front and the play, the cool one, heart in hand, trying to hold back every cry, <laughs> like, like, it, every, <laughs> like, you know. But who would applaud me when it's only you, my one and only, who ever gave me a reason not to die? Like, it's, it's like it, everything's so kind of over the top, you know. That it, that that is fair. These are like lyrics that you wrote in your high school notebook, <laughs> and then hid away when anyone walked up. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I also like this is, you know, the the chorus only kind of comes back a couple of times, um, but then at the end when he's just like, you know, um, excuse me, but is this really goodbye? Excuse me, but it's like he he kind of keeps restating it, and then you know the final the final words of the of the song are goodbye, um, and that's also the you know the final word of this album, which kind of makes sense to me. If it had been on Emancipation, I think it would have been like the middle of the second disc, so it really wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of this album, to have him putting this song out where it says goodbye at the very end, it kind of you know it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, and Crystal Ball was such an odd project that you know I don't know just kind of finishing with this over the top melodramatic ballad just it feels like it fits more than anything else just to be like. Okay, we finally reached the end of the thirty songs. Here is the most kind of over the top way to say goodbye to your fans at the end of thirty songs. People always try to read stuff into Prince songs. That's I think that's the problem that people sometimes have is like, you know, Prince breaks up with someone and then they they read you know they hear a song about you know Prince saying you know someone cheated on him and they think that that's what happened to Prince and you know it's rarely the case you know Prince sang a few songs where he actually said Maite's name. Those are really the only songs where you can say he's actually singing about Maite. Otherwise, yeah. you know, the songs could be about anyone. And the fact that he returned to the song as well, you know, he, he like he already had it from 91, but then he went back and he redid it in 95. Um, and then also he sent it off to Claire Fisher to get some strings put on there as well, which, by the way, Claire Fisher strings are always beautiful. You know, um, it's the weirdest thing about Claire Fisher is that he never met Prince. Um, and yet they they collaborated so closely for a couple of decades um so you know the the string arrangements were kind of you know are really lush on this and you know i always love claire fisher's strings um you know like he always it kind of enhanced anything that prince did um you know but i feel like if this had been really about a breakup i don't think prince would have returned to it i think he would have left it in 91 and he wouldn't have released it good point yeah but the fact that he, he the fact that he kind of went back to it in 95 it feels like he had a notion of you know, well, this is this is meant to be, you know, a certain type of song. And so he just kind of went back and did a bit more recording to it and then put it down again before picking it back up a couple of years later. Um, and I think that's probably safe to say, like the idea of him breaking free from Warner Brothers, that this song doesn't really kind of speak to that idea or kind of fit in with the rest of the of emancipation. So it's probably better off here on Crystal Ball. Yeah, but imagine if it, oh, that's what it is. He's actually singing to Warner Brothers in this song. That's the whole thing. Although, although, you know, on Emancipation, the final disc of Emancipation started with Slave and finished with Emancipation. No. So yeah, there you I, go. I feel like, you know, he'd, he'd already sent messages to Warner Brothers through song titles. <laughs> um, you know, so if this had been the fight, if this had been like the final track on, say, something like Chaos and Disorder, then that would have like that would have been a clear message to Warner Brothers. Um, but as it was, his final his final song for Warner Brothers was called Had You. Um, so that I feel like that was kind of more bitter and definitive um, in terms of like an ending. Um, uh, for some bizarre reason, Prince never performed this song live. Uh, I don't know why, because I feel like this would have really gone down well in a, a live performance. I can I can imagine the the crowd singing along to the uh, 
is this you know tell me is this really goodbye um you know that would have i feel like that would have been a crowd pleasing moment um you know but as with a lot of songs from crystal ball you know he just i mean at this point he's got like almost 300 songs in his back catalog <laughs> yeah. some of them just are never going to get played some of them just aren't going to get played live so uh, you know you just kind of have to live with that um but yeah so i mean for me i would say that this is uh i'd say this is a four out of five you know this is a good way to kind of finish these 30 songs um you know i've said many times it's kind of a a mixed bag in terms of the quality of songs that are on crystal ball you know he there's a few songs that just feel like he's kind of thrown them in there there's there's five songs that remixes that i really didn't need to hear so it's nice to get this kind of you know this this song even if it was only you know at this point about 14 months old it's not like it was you know a really old song that he's taking out the vault it's just a song that he was working on a couple of years beforehand um you know and i that would have been an int- it would have been an interesting song in emancipation because i feel like it would have really stuck out as completely different from everything else on emancipation um but here at the end of crystal ball i feel like it's a really good way for him to kind of finish this set off yeah that makes sense i was curious um if you had any idea or thought on so this is uh you know this is he brought this song back and it's and it's a sort of a you know good conclusion and you said it it sort of made sense not really made sense or made sense as a conclusion to this album. Um, Do you think that he's like, is there any significance? And maybe I'm just kind of talking out of my ass or armchair psychoanalyzing this stuff, but like, is he saying goodbye to something? Is the next album like very different or is it sort of like a new direction or is it something unique that, that like this is sort of a capper on on like a one phase and he moves into the a new phase with the next album or is it just happens to you know be where this album ends because it's called goodbye uh well i mean crystal ball you know itself i guess you could arrange the 30 tracks in any order because it's not really an album it's just a collection of songs um so the fact that he finishes with goodbye it just feels like maybe Prince is probably sitting there because, you know, this this album was 100 percent distributed by Prince. Uh, You had to call a phone line called 1-800-NEW-FUNK and you had to place an order. (laughs) And then eventually after months, like after about, I think the orders were placed on the 4th of July, 97 and the first orders shipped January 1998. Was Prince manning the phones? I don't think he was, disappointingly, (laughs) um, unfortunately. But he did record a song that was the hold music. Um, for when you called one eight hundred new funk, which is also issued on on Crystal Ball, um, <laughs> called What's My Name. So he was, you know, he was doing everything top to tail on this. So he he was the one who organised like the track listing, um, you know, more so than on any other album. Like this was one hundred percent his track listing. So the fact that he chose Goodbye as the last track, uh, I don't know if you can read anything into that or just the fact that. You know, he was like, well, you know, goodbye to this, you know, to the compilation of Crystal Ball. Like, you know, that's that's the only thing you can really read into it because it came with two bonus albums. So there was still another like 22 <laughs> tracks to go through to get to the end. So you weren't even, you know, you were just past the halfway point at this point. Saying goodbye was a bit premature, um, you know, in terms of the track listing on this because you still had uh, the truth and um uh, karma sutra to get through so you know there's still a lot more songs to get through on on this particular set but yeah you know i i don't know i think i think it's just the fact that it says goodbye and it's the last track you know it just i think it's just something that prince was just like probably sitting there going 
I think this would be funny to finish this disc with the word goodbye, and that's probably just as much thought as he put into it. That makes sense. Um, you know, when, once he decided on what tracks to put on there, but I don't think you can read any more into it. But well, I guess for for that, then my my rating, um, I was I had come in and I was going to do, uh, I was potentially going to do three out of five, just because of you know what I when I mentioned my issues were up front. But in talking to you and, and sort of seeing it as this um, kind of overblown melodrama that that he's playing a role that he's he's kind of, uh, you know, taking all these these crazy sort of breakup urges or or these ideas of being so in love with a person that you can't stand it or whatever. And like kind of distilling them down into this this song, I, I, I guess I will bump mine up to a, uh, at a, a four out of five. Well, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Goodbye, um, and I, I feel like I've said as much as anyone ever needs to say about Crystal Ball. Um, you know, so uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Absolutely. So the last time I was on the show, I talked about the show that I uh, co-host with my good friend Brian Skinner called PredictoCast. Um, and if you subscribe to PredictoCast, wherever you get podcasts, you'll get a couple of awesome uh, sort of spinoff shows that we have. One of which is Hot Diggity Dog, where we talk about dog movies. Um, so if you subscribe to PredictoCast, you'll get a new episode of Hot Diggity Dog every month. They are insane. We did a movie with Gary Busey turning into a dog, and there are several points where he's walking around wearing a dog collar. So you should definitely go listen to our episode on that, and then you should watch the movie Quigley. Okay, um, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh. Thank you very much. And otherwise, as the title of the song says, Goodbye. Goodbye.